0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. As always, Brent and Bo coming at you. Um, we're going to break down some uh, rookies, just a soft breakdown on a couple rookie wide receivers this week. Um this will be our last uh, week for a, a few weeks. Breaking down some rookies uh, in in the upcoming draft. We're going to get into some other things. Like uh, I think next week we're gonna we're gonna talk about some sophomore breakouts and uh, and players that we're looking forward to uh, increasing their draft value and uh, people to go after in dynasty uh, the the sophomore junior breakout area. Um, but uh, but today we're going to break down the, uh, a couple wide receivers uh, coming into this draft. Some guys that uh, we're just going to give you a quick little breakdown of what we've seen on film and, and everything else. Uh, Bo, you got anything else to add before we jump into these guys?
1: Yeah, it sounds like uh, rant, this may be our last episode um, period where we're not doing a live video feed on YouTube to follow along with us. Um, So if anybody out there is interested in watching uh, the two fat boys, uh, cognitive wheels and, uh, next, next week could be your chance on the fantasy holics, uh, podcast youtube channel so uh definitely some exciting uh times for us to be uh jumping over to the youtube channel putting these ugly mugs back in public eye um after spending some of the sunday mornings with everybody um during the season so definitely something we're looking forward to there so um, what better way to start that off than like you said brant next week hitting it off with some uh some second year guys that we expect to uh, take another step forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next week and, and talking about guys to to really look forward to and, in, in, in redraft leagues and dynasty leagues and uh, startup leagues. Um, I know that we'll be uh, jumping on as we get onto these lives. We'll be jumping into doing some live uh, mock drafts and, and, uh, and a few other you know uh, uh other things throughout the offseason i know we want to get into the dynasty we want to get into uh, a little bit of redraft leagues and, and 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 who knows maybe we'll have a couple extra people join us and we'll talk some idp stuff um i know you and me are a little uh softer on that one uh that seth is the go-to guy on that one so maybe uh maybe we can get him to join in with us join in with the fat boys <laughs>
1: I'm not sure Seth, Colin Seth the go-to guy is not uh, undercutting his talents a little bit. I think he is a guru. Uh, definitely listening to his pods this year. I definitely learned a lot. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm still ready to dabble my toes in IDP because <laughs> I just don't think I'm smart enough, nor do I think I have the patience um, for that. I'm a simple guy, Brant. So
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's jump into the, uh, this wide receiver. These these wide receivers we got here. I got what is what is deemed to be the best wide receiver. Possibly the best wide receiver in this class, and that's Quentin Johnson out of TCU. The man is six foot four, two hundred and fifteen pounds, an athletic freak. Um, he uh, one thing one thing about this guy is, is he did not break out in twenty twenty two like um, a lot of people had had him pinged to break out. He didn't have that killer outstanding season that was going to shoot him way up the draft boards. None of these wideouts this year really are jumping off the draft boards or jumping up the draft boards in the top ten. This guy here is probably, in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, but in most most people's eyes, this is the number one wideout coming out this year, and most people have him pinged in roughly the, 10, roughly the 15 to 20 area, and I believe he's the um, first wide receiver off most people's mock draft boards already.
1: Yeah, yeah. Quinton Johnson definitely is a a guy that um, I know a lot of people were really excited about, um, for those of us that didn't get a lot of TCU games um, this year to watch, that a lot of people were really excited about getting to see kind of how he looked in uh, the college football playoff and then the championship game. Um, And I know against Michigan, he had some pretty outstanding plays and, and, uh, there in the national title game against Georgia TCU didn't have much to much to write home about period so I, I'm, I'm not sure we got a whole lot out of him there um, I know I know Quentin Johnson one of the biggest knocks on him is that he doesn't really use his size to his advantage uh, but that's something when you get to the NFL that you know any good wide receiver coach is going to spend a little bit of time working with him on and um, get taking advantage of that using his his hands and his size to go up and, and get the get the uh, ball on the, in the top shelf where the kids can't reach, so to speak. Um, so that's definitely something I expect to see him improve. And I think, Brant I think it's imperative to say that I, I think there's probably three, maybe four guys that you could say could be the wide receiver one in this class. Um, and it's going to be a lot of landing spot dependency. Obviously, you know, teams like Kansas City, they're lacking a true number one, but the offense is high powered. If any one of these guys happens to fall, there. That's going to be a huge, uh, huge boost for that guy's um, draft stock, and it, it'll it'll definitely change some things. Again, right? Like we kind of talked about last week, the running backs. I think Bijan Robinson's obviously the one in a lot of people's drafts. And then you're probably going to see Jameer Gibbs, and then it, it becomes one of these wide receivers who happens to fall in the right spot. As long as you're not in a super flex league, obviously that changes some things. Um, but I, I do think that um, Quentin Johnson has the the, the best upside in my opinion to be um the best long term uh just wide receiver top 10 potential on a a, a fantasy season moving forward just because of that size but he's got to develop his game to match that um now the two wide receivers I have Brant both of these guys are kind of smaller in stature um and the first one I'm going to talk about, are you done with Quentin Johnson? Before? I've got
0: a few more notes on him here. I just wanted to hear your side of it. Um, I got a few more notes, and, and, and you actually wrapped it right into it. I'm, I started with his weaknesses because that was the one thing that stood out to me is he doesn't use his size that greatest in contested catches. Um, he, he's he's obviously he's not the greatest, even though his size. And then another thing, despite his size – He's not a very dominant blocker. So you could see him losing some snap shares because he doesn't uh, block very well. Um, And he had a very limited route tree there in college at TCU. They didn't run uh, too many routes, so his route tree is very limited. Um, And he doesn't sit down in in zone coverage very well. And this is one of the biggest knocks on actually both my guys that I kept seeing as I looked at and as I read about them. Both of them, and we'll talk about my second guy later, they both have focus drops. Quentin Johnson had eight drops in 2022 all due to lack of you know kind of lack of focus on on the ball so I mean he does have some stuff that he's going to have to sharpen up there in in the pros um but some of his some of his great or some of his strengths is he's got great um Great body, great size to be a true wide receiver. One in most offenses, he's got great start and stop speed in order to create that separation um, down the field a little bit. Uh, he's also got that great uh, run at or uh, yak yard ability. He's uh, he's kind of like a uh, uh, George Kittle type of guy where he's a dominant runner. Once he gets that ball, he's normally trucking that first guy and uh, and, and getting those yak yards.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, Brian, I, I think um, it goes without saying, he's probably the most um, naturally gifted wide receiver in this class as far as what he's got going forward. And, again, I think he falls into the right spot, learns how to use use those big hands of his to catch the ball and, and instead of trying to uh, bring it into his body and things. Uh, I think you could see that this guy really um, be the pinnacle wide receiver of this class. Another one that I, I think a lot of people um, – have pretty high expectations for especially coming into this season uh, in the college landscape was uh, Jackson Smith and jigba um, he had a couple touchdown catches last year and the, uh, the uh, championship game definitely looked uh, or the uh, playoff game last year definitely looked the part of a, uh, a potential first round wide receiver and a, a big time fantasy aspect um, and that, but the, the problem with Jackson Smith and jigba is that he's only six foot one and only 200 pounds. Um, not, not huge for, for an NFL wide receiver, obviously not, um, you know, as small as Devonta Smith, who's definitely proving you don't have to be a big wide receiver in the NFL to get things done, um, which I know you like hearing that come out of my mouth, Brant, but, um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, some of the things that I saw about him watching the film is, is that he's just a, an over the top, amazing slot wide receiver. Um, this is a guy that I like, if I could dream up a landing spot for Jackson Smith and Jigba, I just get the man in Kansas City, um, because him and Patrick Mahomes would be so fun to watch. Um, he has an extremely quick release off the line of scrimmage. Um, he's got very loose hips, making cuts on his route, so he, he makes a lot of guys miss because he's got so much flexibility that he, it, it seems like he's going to go one way, and then without much movement, he's gone the other direction. Um, oftentimes, leaving DBs looking very silly. Silly, excuse me. Uh, he's he's got a knack for finding soft spots and defenses from when the plays break down. Um, just naturally finds a spot to get open and, and, and get his quarterback's eye. Um, when he's waiting for the ball to come to him on like a on, on an in in route or again on a broken play where he's got um, his eyes towards the quarterback, he has the natural ability of sinking his hips uh, to wait for the ball, which again allows him to make a sudden movement as soon as he gets the ball in um and honestly from the slot it, it, it's hard to see this a lot of times with a college wide receiver but his route tree is pretty top notch um this guy can run a lot of slot routes um it wouldn't surprise me to see him get some outside looks as well in the NFL obviously uh and i don't, don't i think with as good as his route tree is he's not going to have a problem there it's almost a quicker version of Calvin Ridley um is is what i see here now again uh the things that that kind of worry me here is that Um, His best collegiate season was in 2021 where there was three wide receivers. And again, I don't need to remind everybody who those three were, but they all went over a thousand yards. Um, And two of those guys are now in the NFL this year. We didn't get to see what he did as the true alpha in his offense because he was injured. Um, So there is those question marks about his, his durability, um, what he could be as, a, as an alpha, like if if the Houston Texans draft a you know Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud with their first pick uh, in the first round, and they say we want to give this guy a weapon right off the bat, and they take Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, I, what, I don't know what he's going to do if he goes there and, and has to be the number one um, in an offense that's starting from scratch. So that's my biggest knock with him. Again, the other thing would the only other thing would be his versatility, just because he is. Prim- primarily going to be a slot wide receiver uh, at the next level. I worry about um, how, mu- how, how much is he going to be on the field in two wide receiver sets. Um, which again, if you're if you're running thirty percent of your your passing plays out of two wide receiver splits, uh, and you have a couple tight ends on the field, that definitely eliminates a lot of his uh, ability and. and uh, value moving forward again i think he's got a good enough route tree that that won't be an issue and his size isn't horrendous not as bad as the next guy i'm going to talk about anyway so really it was hard for me to find any true knocks against jackson smith and jigba Um, and again if i was ranking the players right now i do have jackson smith and jigba slightly above quentin johnson but again landing spot's going to be the key with all these guys
0: yeah, with with Jackson Smith, he got he kind of got overshadowed this year with the, with the uh, the breakout year of Marvin Harrison Jr. this year. Um, but yeah, he's a, a he's a a, a potential uh, top t- top five pick in uh, in most rookie drafts. Uh, it, like you said, pending landing spot. Um, get him with a good quarterback, like you said, Patrick Mahomes or something like that. This guy, the 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 sky's the limit. And it's funny, I didn't realize that your guys were so small as I roll into my next guy here in uh, Jordan Addison out of the, excuse me, out of USC, uh, six foot, anywhere from 175 to 200 pounds. I haven't quite figured out exactly uh, how big he is. I guess we'll find out at the combine maybe if he actually weighs in, but he's another smaller guy. Um, he's going to be, like you said, primary lined up in the slot. So p- the landing spot is going to be a big thing for him as well. Um, and uh, But but some of his greatest strength is he's got elite uh, change of direction speed The man, he has very little wasted motions when it comes down to running his routes and everything else He may be honestly one of the best, if not the best route runner in this class After watching some of his film and, and, and reading up on it a little bit He's great at tracking the ball downfield but here's where it comes. Our, our, our one more one more strength, and I, I wrote this one in because it kind of goes with uh, one of Johnson's weaknesses. Addison's outstanding at finding the hole in most zone coverages. So one of his biggest knocks that I saw was he body catches on deep throws. He's not a big – he doesn't use his hands very well on deep passes um he, he lets the ball hit him in the pads a lot so that's going to be something that will have to um uh, really be worked on uh, he's never really seen a whole lot of press coverage there at USC a lot of it was a uh, zone backed off coverage he's never seen man-to-man coverage so we don't know how much we're actually going to or how well he's going to respond to that and then once again too many concentration drops on his part um so that's going to be one of the biggest knocks there for his draft stock. I'm, I'm excited to see him uh, at the Combine and and uh, future Pro Days to see uh, how his draft stock rises.
1: Yeah, Addison was definitely a guy coming into this season that I think a lot of people would have said he was the wide receiver one in this class. Him or him and, him and Jackson Smith and Jigba were probably two of the bigger names, on at least on my radar, um, going into this college season. And, uh, you know, I was definitely excited to see what Addison did leaving the University of Pittsburgh going to uh, Southern California to team up with Caleb Williams, who I think we'll be spending a lot of time talking about next year, Brant. Mm-hmm. Um, but no- nonetheless, Jordan Addison, again, this is another guy that you put in on the right spot. This guy is draft capital skyrockets. Um, In redrafts, I think if if all of these guys fall to the right spot, I could see all three of these names as rookies going in the top five rounds of redrafts as well. So, um, And, again, again, I think we've kind of seen the landscape change a little bit um, in fantasy football over the last couple of years. It it, it almost feels like it's a wide um, receiver-dominated industry almost at this point because, um, you know, there's a pretty big drop-off in running backs. Um, so if you don't have a great one right off the top, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be getting what you get. Whereas wide receiver, it's almost like wide receiver one and wide receiver thirty are both putting up twenty points a game. So um, wide receivers are, are definitely something to uh, to have a lot of and have a lot of good quality ones. It definitely helps out. So um, you you brought up how small um, Jordan Addison was. Well, let me tell you about Zay Flowers. Um, this is a guy that I think is going to be either late day one pick or uh, early day two pick um he is five foot ten and 172 pounds he's gonna be a right? new england patriot he he there's a there's a there's a chance and let me tell you i'd be excited about it um because Zay Jones, he, his size is lacking. and it, Initially, it's like you hear these numbers, Brent, and you're just instantly like, oh, man, how does that translate? Uh, but this guy was kind of the jack of all trades in college. And uh, what I mean by that is over the course of his career at Boston College, he had 200 receptions, so he was used and abused in the passing game, 3,056 total yards for 29 touchdowns. Um, those are boss numbers. The only reason it didn't sound or you didn't hear that much about him is because he was at Boston College. Um, had this dude put up numbers like this at Alabama, he'd have been in a Heisman Trophy running uh, the last three years in college. Now here's where it's interesting to me is uh, you don't typically see a lot of college-wide receivers with n- numbers like this. This student, in his career has rushed the ball 57 times for 345 yards and another two touchdowns. Um, so definitely showing that at his size, um, it, it's, it's not such a huge disadvantage for him. So that's definitely something that I, I found that I liked. Um, so, for his pros, I have that he's got great contact, co- contact balance for a wide receiver, which is probably why he was running the ball so much, uh, because the dude's just hard to take down. You, if you don't wrap up on this guy, he's going to bounce off you of you and just keep going. Uh, he's got a great initial uh, burst of speed off the line of scrimmage as a wide receiver. Hand, when, a, when a DB hand checks him, it doesn't knock him off balance. It doesn't slow him down. He just f- explodes off the line of scrimmage. Um, one of my favorite things about him, too, was that uh, watching him get involved in the screen game is it's electric. He catches the ball two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Before you know it, he's seven yards upfield uh, getting ready to just either lower the hit, the shoulder and head down and, and just truck stick a DB or making guys look miss and look silly. Um, he has uh, a good good route tree. I will say it needs to be developed a slight bit more in the NFL. Um, and then he's got exceptional hands for five foot ten and one hundred and seventy two pounds. He goes up and makes contested grabs. Uh, he also is uh, very similar to Jackson Smith and Jigba as far as the loose hips. Um, so in other words, if he if he catches the ball, he he can cut real easy, make cuts, make guys miss. He's got that breakaway speed, too, when he gets the ball open, open space. I think he could be a deep ball threat. Um, again, the, the cons on this guy, though, are, again, the size um, is going to be an issue uh, because he's going to have to almost be exclusively a slot wide receiver. So, again, very similar to Jackson Smith and Jigba, this is going to be a guy that he may limit himself on the on the availability of being on the field. But We've seen plenty of guys like Cooper Cup and, and guys like that get it done out of the slot for many years. So, um, not a huge deterrent. But, again, I think – um, really for myself, I kind of looked into this wide receiver class a lot deeper as a whole because in some of my dynasty leagues, I'm going to have a need at wide receiver. Uh, and these four names that we that we hit on this week I think are really the cream of the crop and then there's going to be a, a tear drop-off. Um, again, it, Zay Flowers for me, I, I think it'd be hard for him to become the wide receiver one in this class, Brand. Um, I think he's probably pretty safely ranked at four for me right now. But if these guys go where they're going to be number twos on their offense and say Flowers happens to be the one that goes to Kansas City or you know, new, a New England where he's going to be the focal point of the offense, I can see myself falling in love with a guy like, say, Flowers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little, a little electric guy like that that can turn into the next your next uh, Cooper Cup type guy, where he's just finding the holes and and making people miss and, and using his speed to his advantage um, is, is definitely a guy that that you could get excited for real easy, um, Especially if he falls into the into a good landing spot, like you said, New England or or Kansas City would be a great spot for him.
1: Yeah. I, again, I think all these wide receivers, Brandt. Where I, I imagine as it gets closer to the NFL draft, you and I will do stuff where we look at landing, pro- projected landing spots for these guys. Whether we'd love the fit there or not. Um, obviously, there's some mock drafts coming out right now from like Daniel Jeremiah and other big name um, guys like that in the in the uh, football world. And uh, I haven't really seen a whole lot of, of landing spots for the wide receivers because most of the time it's just first round uh, drafts but I have seen Jackson Smith and Quentin Johnson linked a couple of times in the Houston Texans. I don't necessarily love it um, just because you don't know what you're going to get in that offense. Uh, but then again, um, these guys will be the focal point. So that is, there is reason to like that as well. So I, I'm sure as it gets closer, you and I'll talk about that quite in depth, look at, at, at potential landing spots and, and good fits for some of these guys. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've been looking at some of these mock drafts here uh, last year. I didn't look at them as, as closely um, with Seattle not having uh, you know a first round pick for most of the offseason until uh, Russell left but this year I've been looking out a little closer and, and and paying a little more attention to what what's out there now so uh yeah this 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 offseason is definitely going to be a fun one to watch uh, we got a lot of uh, quarterback carousel going on in the NFL prior to the draft you'll see some and then you got some big name running backs that are going out and then you got these rookie wide receivers and, I mean, last year we saw uh, how many wide receivers changed landing spots or get the get the bag and everything. So this offseason I think is going to be focused on the quarterbacks and running backs this year. And so it's going to be fun. And, and just th- just think if one of those uh, wide re- quarterbacks that are out there as a free agent winds up in Houston and gets one of these young wide receivers, how, how big of a, a boost that could be. So it, it's going to be a fun off season. We're definitely going to be here. Like you said at the beginning, we're going to change up the Fat Boys just a little a little bit going live on some YouTube streams and getting our video podcast out there. So uh, uh bear with us while we while we make this transition. Uh stick with us and, and we're going to we're going to be getting out some good uh good information this off season to you
1: absolutely uh we're gonna do our best to get out good information yeah. hey listen i'm still tooting our horn Brown, being right about not a top 30 wide receiver from uh or pass catcher from uh green bay uh christian watson made me nervous there several times at the end of the season but he didn't quite get it done so uh toot toot that horn for the fat boys <laughs> but we got called crazy on that one as well as the jets to the moon baby
0: yeah well the jets did go to the moon they had a top 10 running back for a while then they had uh Um, A lot of wide receivers, and then then even their backup running backs came in and and played very well. So, yeah, Jets to the moon. We'll find our moon team later this offseason. Absolutely. But, as always, stay hungry.
1: And stay fat, my friends.